0: Hello, and welcome to the Mountain Brick Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Amy, and it's my pleasure to join you in reading from the Advent Devotional Guide. Today's passage is Isaiah 45, and I'll be reading from the ESV. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have grasped, to subdue nations before him, and to loose the belts of kings, to open doors before him, that gates may not be closed." I will go before you and level the exalted places. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hordes and secret places, that you may know it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who call you by your name. For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel my chosen, I call you by your name. I name you though you do not know me. I am the Lord and there is no other. Besides me there is no God. I equip you though you do not know me that people may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. I am the Lord and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. Shower O heavens from above and let the clouds rain down righteousness. Let the earth open that salvation and righteousness may bear fruit. Let the earth cause them both to sprout I, the Lord, have created it. Woe to him who strives with him who formed him, a pot among earthen pots. Does the clay say to who, him who forms it, What are you making? Or, If your work has no handles, woe to him who says to a father, What are you begetting? Or to a woman, With what are you in labor? Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and the one who formed him, Ask me of things to come. Will you command me concerning my children and the works of my hands? I made the earth and created man on it. It was my hands that stretched out the heavens, and I commanded all their host. I have stirred him up in righteousness and will make all his ways level. He shall build my cities and set my exiles free, not for price or reward, says the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord, The wealth of Egypt and the merchants of Cush and the Sabians, men of stature, shall come over to you and be yours. They shall follow you. They shall come over in chains and bow down to you. They will plead with you, saying, Surely God is in you, and there is no other, no God, besides him. Truly you are a God who hides himself, O God of Israel, the Savior. All of them are put to shame and confounded. The makers of idols go in confusion together. But Israel is saved by the Lord with everlasting salvation. You shall not be put to shame or confounded to all eternity. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, He is God, who formed the earth and made it. He established it. He did not create it empty. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. I did not speak in secret in a land of darkness. I did not say to the offspring of Jacob, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak in truth. I declare what is right. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, you survivors of the nations. They have no knowledge who carry about their wooden idols and keep on praying to a God that cannot save. Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, the Lord? And there is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none besides me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. Only in the Lord it shall be said of me are righteousness and strength. To him shall come and be ashamed all who were incensed against him. In the Lord, all the offspring of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. Have you ever watched a movie or read a book with a plot twist that left you with your head shaking thinking, now I didn't see that coming? Isaiah 45 features a real plot twist as Isaiah issues a proclamation about a man named Cyrus, whom he calls God's anointed. If you were living in the ancient Near East at this time, you'd know about Cyrus because he was the leader of Persia, the next big superpower, a kingdom that seemed to be taking over the world, including Babylon, the kingdom that had exiled Judah. God promised his people he would deliver them from exile in Babylon and return them to the land he promised Abraham and his descendants. But would God really do that through Cyrus? Cyrus? a pagan king who worships false gods? Wouldn't it be better for God to raise up someone from David's line to lead the people back home? Would God really use someone who doesn't know him, a fact mentioned twice in verses 4 and 5, to deliver his people? Well, it turns out that God can and will use whomever he wills for his glory and for the good of his people. As creator and sustainer of the world, He can and will use even pagan kings and nations for His purposes. He bends their inclinations to His purposes. His plans always come to pass, even with our objections. He is the potter, and He commands us, not the other way around. This theme, one of God working in unexpected ways through unexpected people, is one that we find throughout the Bible, isn't it? And even Isaiah 45 hints at a bigger plot twist to come for the people of Israel, that through this redemptive work initiated by Cyrus, God will call the nations to himself that the ends of the earth might be saved. And so eventually this prophecy about Cyrus would come to pass, and the people would head home under his leadership to rebuild the temple under his financial assistance. The temple would be further expanded and renovated under Herod the Great. Then one day, a baby boy would be brought to that temple on his eighth day of life for circumcision. And at the sight of this child, a righteous man named Simeon, who had been waiting to see God's salvation, would exclaim, My eyes have seen your salvation that you prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for your glory to the pe- your people Israel." At Advent, we celebrate God's unexpected work in the world for His glory and for our good, made most clear to us through the birth of His Son, Jesus. This message of salvation would be extended to us Gentiles that we might also be called children of God. He works in unexpected ways that we might come to know His glory and goodness. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for the ways that we see your hand and work at work and often in ways that we would not expect, God, that you take us by surprise and that you do what you will for your glory and for your good. And we thank you most of all for the unexpected work of Jesus, that though we were expecting a ruler to come in conquering, that you put on flesh and that you came to live among us as a baby born in a manger to a humble and poor family. You came in poverty that we might in your poverty know the riches of your grace. Lord, would you encourage our hearts this morning with this reminder that you are always at work and that you will use whomever you will for your glory. We pray this
1: in your name. Amen. Thank you so much, Amy, for reading these devotionals and for being the general editor of the Advent devotional guide. Tell us the name of the the guide this year. Yeah, this year's guide is called Glory
0: Advent Devotionals from the Book of Isaiah. And in particular, it's from the last third of Isaiah, Isaiah 40 through 66, which I think Wayne is going to be preaching
1: on in the New Year. So it's a little precursor for us. Yeah, it's priming the pump a little bit. That's right. Um, I want to know a little bit about, as we think about Christmas, what some of your favorite Christmas traditions are. Oh, man. I
0: love Christmas. My husband, as you heard, if you listen to the podcast back in October, loves Thanksgiving and I love Christmas. And so after we have our Thanksgiving meal, I talk him into dragging the trees down from the closet and start decorating. Some of my favorite traditions are, I love our Christmas Eve services here. I love getting to work on the Advent devotional guide. In our family, a couple things we do. We have an Advent calendar that we do with our daughter, Eliza Ruth, and we'll do with Theodore as he's able to as he grows, where we open a day and there's a verse on each day we open and we talk about that verse and there's a piece of candy. There's always incentive for the toddler in there. Also, another tradition, Mary just asked for one, but another that I have in my family that we really love is my mom and I used to go to the movies and to the Waffle House to eat on Christmas Day. It was our thing. And now we have children, so we don't go to the movies on Christmas Day, but often we are traveling on Christmas Day, and so we usually stop and we have Waffle House, and it's just really fun, and everyone there is just in the best mood and Just a wonderful time together. Okay. Speaking of Waffle House, when you go to Waffle House, what do you order? Oh, man. Uh, When I go to Waffle House, I get eggs and I get bacon and I usually get hash browns. But Eliza Ruth always gets the waffle. That is her favorite with bacon. And then Matt's favorite, uh, you know, he likes the all-star breakfast, but he also really likes the hamburger or
1: the patty melt from Waffle House. I have to agree with him on that patty melt. That's awesome. Okay, as it relates to food, what are some of your favorite Christmassy kind of foods? Favorite Christmassy foods. So last year, we had our
0: neighbors over on December 23rd. We called it Cookies on the Cul-de-Sac because we live on a cul-de-sac and we made lots of different cookies and that was really fun. So all of the sweet treats that come along with Christmas also really like to make homemade hot chocolate and I enjoy having that and then Matt will make like a spice cider or wassail and that's really fun we had that for neighbors so I think those are my favorite Christmas foods I would say that and the Waffle House can't go wrong how can we be praying for you and your family in this season Well, this will be our first time to travel with our son, Theodore, who at Christmas will be five months old and will be traveling that week to see my family in North Carolina. And so... Just you could pray for safe travels for us as we go there and just for sweet time together with family. Uh, We'll see my aunt and my uncle who live in Abu Dhabi. We see them once a year. And then we'll see my brother and my sister in law and my niece and then my mom and my brother. And then lots of my friends and my grandfather. And so just praying that it's it's sweet time together and praying the Lord would keep us from sickness, um, that we might all be healthy and be able to travel together it
1: would be such a blessing what is one of the ways that we can pray alongside you in your ministry here at Mount Broke Baptist? That's a great question too. So
0: I'm the Associate Minister for Membership and Pastoral Care. I wear a lot of different hats. I think one thing that you can be praying for in relationship to my ministry, I work a lot with our Sunday school classes and our teachers. And as we are preparing for the building campaign, We are having to be flexible as we think about classroom space. And so just praying for all of those logistics. We are going to have spaces for all of our classes, but we might be traveling like the Israelites a little while uh, (laughs) as we're waiting for those uh, permanent classrooms, waiting for the quote unquote promised land of the product to be finished. So it's kind of, kind of joke about it, kind of laugh, but in all seriousness, you can just pray for those logistics and pray for us to have flexible hearts in the midst of it and pray for me that I might communicate all those changes well and, even in relationship to as we have guests come and worship with us, that we might have clear ways to communicate with them and clear ways to get them where they need to go and to help them plug into a class.
1: Final question. I just want to know, are there ways that we can help you in your ministry area or volunteer roles, ways we can um, come alongside you? Always,
0: always. So we're always looking for people who want to teach. And so if you feel the Lord leading you in this way, and I would say even if you think like, oh, I just am not sure I'm cut out to be a teacher, there there is not a one size fits all to teaching God's word. We just need people who are... Faithful and who love God's word and who want to to help others to to treasure it more deeply. And so, if you're interested in being a teacher, would love to talk to you about that. Even if you're interested in just being a substitute teacher down the road, something we could talk about. Also, if you are in the sanctuary on a Sunday morning and you look around and you see someone you don't recognize, go and meet that person. And then, if you could help them or help their family to connect especially with the class that would be such a huge thing for us just helping people find community and find
1: friends and find life in the church thank you so much amy for your beautiful devotionals for reading god's word to us and for all you do for mount brook baptist may i say a prayer over you thank you so much mary Lord, um, we're so grateful for the many ways we see you at work in our midst, and we mm-hmm. thank you for Amy and her ministry here at Mount Mountbrook Baptist and the ways that you have knit us together. We just pray, Lord, that you would give she and Matthew and their family safe travels to North Carolina, and that that would just be such a blessing for them over the holidays. We ask, Lord, for her ministry. We thank you for this Advent devotional God. We pray, Lord, that you would use it mightily in our church. We pray for her ministry to the Sunday school teachers, and we ask, Lord, that you would continue to help us to know what Sunday school is for, for connecting with one another, and as Amy said, for us to treasure your word. So help us to be a people who treasure your word. Lord, whatever else is behind Amy's eyes today, we just pray, Lord, that you would bless her and keep her, make your face to shine upon her and be gracious to her. Lift up your countenance upon her and give her peace. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.